Happy Tuesday, Fenway Rundown listeners. I'm Chris Cotillo, your host. This is, I think, one of the more fun podcasts that we do all year. It's our predictions panel. Obviously, opening day is Thursday at Fenway Park. Red Sox season getting underway. Baseball is back. And so it's time for those of us who cover the sport for Mass Live to tell you exactly who's going to be in the playoffs, who are going to win the awards, how the Red Sox are going to do. Um, always a fun exercise to look back at the end of the season and see what we got right, and and many, many more examples of this, what we got wrong. We have Chris Smith, Jim Pignatello, Matt Votor, and myself from our Mass Live staff. Um, a fun discussion. Get into all of that, and, and we end with you know exactly where we think the Red Sox are going to finish in 2023, records, place, and all of that. Um, so we're going to be doubling up this week and, and probably pretty frequently going forward. This is our predictions pod to start. And then Thursday, uh, a very, very special guest for opening day. Uh, we'll tease with that and won't give you the name, but um, uh, kind of a season preview pod for the Red Sox and uh, obviously a big week. So uh, listen to our predictions, scoff at them if you want, but our annual predictions panel podcast is here. I think it's safe to call this an annual tradition uh, by this point. I think this is probably year three that we've done this, uh, at least two, maybe three of the uh, Mass Live Major League Baseball preseason predictions panel. It is a tradition unlike any other. Uh, nothing I thought, I've said this before, uh, I think I said this last week on the pod, nothing I thought could ever beat the Chris Smith's horrible Corey Kluber for Cy Young pick two years ago. And then I went out and picked Barrios to win the Cy Young last year, and he led the league in every number that you wouldn't want. Hits, runs, homers, everything. So uh, the bar is low. But we have our panel today, Chris Smith, uh, beat writer covering the Red Sox. Matt Votor, our columnist, and Jim Pignatello, sports director, I believe is the official title. Um, so we got we really brought in the big guns for this, and we're going to go around. We're going to talk about our um, predictions for MLB season, different division winners, wild card winners, World Series, all that type of stuff, awards, and then we're going to dig into the local nine, as they say, of the Red Sox and some, some picks on them. So... Um, off the top, I don't want to hold everybody hostage, so let's get into it. We'll start with the three American League division winners. I have, and I'll start it, before we go to Smith, then Matt, then Jim, Toronto, Minnesota, and Houston. Yeah, so um, I always get pumped up about, like, Toronto having, you know, succeeding. <laughs> or meet met uh, meeting expectations and they always deflate that you know so uh i would say my picks are the yankees the guardians and the astros okay matt i have toronto houston and cleveland okay chalky jim i have yankees twins and astros okay so a couple people on the twins uh matt the yankees over jays why I have the Jays over the oh, Yankees. Yeah, I have the Jays over Yankees. Yeah, why? <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'd be pretty nervous if I were a Yankee fan about the health of their pitching. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that that uh, for, with those starting pitchers that, that look a little bit shaky right now. They need a lot of those guys to to get healthy. And when you start the year this way, hard to get. It's hard to go from below 100 percent to 100 percent during the season. And if the and if those guys aren't good, if you don't if if they're not where where, where you want them to be, then the next wave of guys is not guys that I, I'm confident. I still I have them as a playoff team. You'll be asking me for my wild card in a minute. I've mm -hmm. I've got them in there, but I think Toronto's good enough to to, uh, to finish ahead of the Yankees because of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, we, we talk about the the lineup and all the big bats and everything they have and like the pitching, Gaussman and Manoa and some of the guys they have is, is also really, really strong. Um, and for me, I think a trap I fall into every year is seeing the twins so much and being like, oh, that roster is not bad. And that's why I end up going with them, the spring training Fort Myers curse here. Uh, as we as we hit this podcast from an Airbnb, note that Chris Smith is locked in his bedroom. So if there's any echo, I mean, we're 50 feet away, but there's a door door between us. Uh, we'll, we'll do the wild card next. Uh, I'll go last. Jim, your three American League wild card teams. So I have the Jays, uh, who we obviously just showered a lot of praise on to. Uh, the Rays, and uh, I'm going to go with the Angels here just to mix it up a little bit and have have some fun. Uh I, I agree with all the talk about the Jays. Uh, I think that the uh, now who call it unbalanced schedule or balanced schedule, the balancing of the schedule, I think is going to really benefit the AL East teams. I honestly thought about, could it be four AL East teams that make mm-hmm. it here? Uh, I decided to, to zag on that a little, but uh, I think we're going to see a big difference in kind of what our expectations are for what win totals can be for some of the powerhouses. That's, just you getting excited about that last WBC at bat. I'm thinking, you know, Otani and Trout in a big stage. I want more of this. Matt? I have I have uh, the Yankees, Seattle, and Tampa. Um, and that is definitely uh, – Tampa definitely – I almost put Rosa Rayner as my uh, as my MVP just after watching the, the WBC. I didn't, but I, I almost did. And, and uh, that certainly uh, got me a little bit that much more uh, enthusiastic for – for for Tampa's chances, uh, I'd like a full year of Luis Ca- of uh, of Castillo in the uh, in Seattle too. Yeah, when we get to our MVP picks, there's a there's a little Seattle angle for me. Smith. Yeah, I got Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners. Okay, and I'm going, you know, Yankees, Guardians, and Mariners. So uh, basically, the the inverse of my division picks there. I think you know Seattle was an exciting team last year. Obviously, broke their postseason drought think they have a good chance you know the guardians are always there you know, the yankees are i just i, I you gotta there's gonna be a point where the no name faceless rays uh i think as the globe would write it tampa bay by the bay um you know probably is is going to have a year where they don't actually uh make the playoffs out of absolutely nowhere so that's that that's my picks there and we'll 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 go now with the american league champion your championship series I'll start at Houston over Toronto in six. I just think the Astros are still the best team, and not much has changed there. You didn't tell us what order we're going in, so nope. I'll jump in, and I Go. will say Toronto over Houston in seven. So okay. head to there head you. International. Yeah, yeah I guess I'll, I'll go. <laughs> Uh, since I was last last time. Uh, Astros over Yankees in six. Never, they never just played made that in the playoffs. No, I didn't actually. I swear, hey, Jim, you say that, but I have all the things right in front of me, and I emailed <laughs> them to myself last night, so I will send that to you. I can <laughs> check. I can barge in. It did I, look like I was I, because I was trying to remember what I wrote, but because I wasn't looking at the paper. But I did have this written down from last night uh, as well. I have Jays over Astros as well. I have it in six. Okay, so three three of us have a, a Toronto Houston. ALCS, so that almost locks in the fact that that's just not going to happen at all. We will move on to the National League and start with Jim here. Your three division winners in, I believe, I believe it's the Senior Circuit. That's what they call it. Well, I guess that's fitting that you had me uh, go first here. So no, let's go. Never with, mind. Uh... Let's go with Matt. <laughs> I was going to make that joke too. Uh, I've got the Mets, Cardinals, and Padres winning the division in the National League. Matt. 
the Braves, Padres, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. I have the same as Jim, Mets, Cardinals, and Padres, and Smitty. Uh, I have Atlanta, Cardinals, and Dodgers. Okay. So I, I think, you know, before we really uh, – I think there's not as many contenders to me in the National League, so the wild card teams probably make sense to just go through now. I have Atlanta, the Dodgers, and the Brewers, which you know, some overlap in what we talked about. Matt. We have the exact same thing, Chris. Oh, good. That's, see, that is just like – talk about, you know – Van Brown knows what the boss. I just I knew that that's exactly what you would you would have, and we're just great minds think alike, right? I have the Phillies, the Mets, and the Dodgers. I'm high on this Philly team. I like this. I like this Philly team. Good vibes. Yeah, I have Dave Dombrowski's Phillies, okay, and the pot Xander Bogarts Padres, and uh, Justin Verlander's Mets. There you go. I, I had I thought I don't know I. I I was on the I was on the line with the uh, the Phillies as well, and then uh, the Hoskins injury just kind of pulled me out, and I I went with the Brewers instead. Yeah, the Hoskins injury, I thought to me, you know, and plus I think you know Painter, their their top pitching prospect, I think has dealt with some elbow stuff, and you know it's one of those things where you know they they're a preseason favorite to some because they made the run late, like they were in kind of an average borderline playoff team that just snuck in. This reminds me a lot of. Some would say the North Carolina Tar Heels in the last year. Not a good oh, team. Jesus. Not a good team. Run to the championship game. And then uh, when they come back, the preseason number one with the same cast, they were, again, not a good team. So that's what I think the Phillies are going to be this year. That, that's very, you know, for the cross-section of Heels and Red Sox fans that listen to this, which is just certainly just Dave and Jeannie Gatillo, um, you know, they'll appreciate the reference. I feel oh, like I just quantum leaped into a different podcast. Well, I wish. But... However, they did add the best position player, well, arguably the best position player in the free agent market. In That's true. That's true. And mm-hmm. I mean, Harper being out is, is going to hurt, though. Apparently, they're not putting him on the 60 because they think he could be back earlier than that, um, which is kind of interesting. I'll start with our NLCS predictions. Xander Bogarts, back to the World Series, Padres over Braves in five. Jim. I have Padres over Mets in six. Smitty. Uh, I'm looking for mine here. Oh, yes. Padres over Dodgers in seven. Wow. Matt? I have, the Pod- I have the Padres in the series, but they will oh. be losing. That's right. I'm high on the Phillies. Philly oh, wow. over San Diego in six. If that happens in the NLCS, the only – that will be great because those guys from San Diego who did that song – uh with the goose and the whole thing, that horrible, horrible chant about Philly and Philly's going to lose and Manny's going to cruise and the whole thing that comes back in a Philly's Padre series. So I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. So a lot of, a lot of, I would have Philly winning the, I would have Philly winning the East if not for uh, Hoskins and Harper, but Harper's coming back. He's going to tilt the tide in the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So a lot of, a lot of San Diego uh, fans in this group, um, Obviously, big offseason moves into Bogarts. Not sure if Red Sox fans heard about that, but they did make a splash, $280 million. Uh, obviously, a, a very stacked roster and, and rotation and all that type of stuff there. We'll go to World Series picks now. Um, I'm bullish on the Padres, not to win at all. Houston repeats over San Diego in six. Smith. Yeah, so I have the Astros over the Padres in six. Wow, that is. I mean, is that, is that what you just said? That's exact. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's. We didn't. We didn't talk. We've spent 
too many waking hours together. Well, all the time, but especially in the last week being down here, our brains are just unfortunately morphing together. So um, I'm going to be, I'm going to start talking about some weird stuff if that's the case. (laughs) Jim. I had Jays over Padres in five. All right. I have, you're going to see a lot of interviews with Joe Carter and with Mitch Williams, but it's going to be go the other way. Billy over Toronto in seven. Are wow. you going to pick the Sixers in the NBA in the playoffs? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a uh, big year for big year for Philly, according to one Matt Votor. So I'm going uh, to be muting so many Philly fans on my Twitter account. No, it's just I think the <laughs> default, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So he's two two Houston San Diego's, a Toronto over San Diego, and a Philly over Toronto. Those are our our World Series picks. Anybody want to really pick apart anybody else's? I mean, I think I I think we. The rest of us who have our reservations about the Phillies, like I, I, I don't love that, but you know, I think you, that's more of a uh, that's a shoot from the hip pick, and the rest of us kind of were a little chalkier. Very I didn't good. want to live in your. I want, didn't want to live in your chalk. I tried to think of a. Uh, I tried to think of something that that uh, I thought could happen, and would would uh, if if it did happen, I'd come. It would be memorable on the on the back end. So, there you go. Here's one, and I'll, I'll give us. I mean. Uh, Matt, I'll give you this question. What is the MLB equivalent? This is thinking on your feet, putting you on the spot. The MLB equivalent this year of this final four in college hoops. MLB equivalent of this this final four. Uh, the tw- all right, the the, the twins, because the twins would kind of be a you know a team that has some, twins kind of like Miami, a team with some history, but coming kind of out of out of nowhere to do it the cardinals would be yukon in this scenario i don't know if i'm going to, be able to put team to team in each spot but the cardinal a team with a with a lot of history but you didn't think that they'd be that they'd be uh they'd be this good um teams that have so we need teams that have never been to the world series before i'll tell you, i'll put the the mariners in there so twins and uh twins mariners cardinals i need another national league team in here Somebody from from completely out of nowhere making it. How about um, the about Marlins? The Keep it local. The, as I say, the yeah, all right, Mar- Marlins. Yeah, given that half the team, half the final four is from Florida, I'll say the Marlins. Uh, which is not, I mean, if somebody, if in addition to Alcantara being as good as he is, if they had all of a sudden somebody else have a have a terrific year, maybe maybe that that sort of thing is possible. So, yeah, well, I mean, look for no prep. I think that was actually pretty impressive to go to go like Thank that. You. Can we have him do them as Stranger Things characters now? <laughs> no, never seen it. Moving on. All right, let's do some awards. Uh, you know, I think Smith. I think it's my year to actually vote for an award. And so this is my this is my annual chance. Thank you so much. This is my annual plea to the BBWAA. No offense to the wonderful managers in in the American League, but 2018 first year on the beat. And you know, Mass Live gets a vote, and Smith and I alternate. Smith gets to vote for AL MVP. What an honor! 2019, the rotation goes back around. <laughs> I get Manager of the Year, which is like, okay, nice. I'm a priest, but like, you know, you want to. There's part. There's more. You know, stake in the game elsewhere. 2020, Mass Live for some reason gets Manager of the Year a second year in a row. Smith gets it. 2021, would you believe it's my turn again? Manager of the Year vote. And 2022, back to Smith, and you had what, Cy Young? 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look at it this way. So, so if if I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if I get another manager of the year vote, I mean, there's something something's gonna happen. Like, look at it this way though. Like, manager of the year vote, very easy. There's no statistics to go anywhere. You just ask a few people around the game, like, who do you think is the best? Yada yada yada. Look at the AL. Yeah, but nobody, but nobody cares. You have to put. One through Mitch, ten. Did you smoke two packs of cigarettes in the middle there? Your voice just <laughs> your voice went the went, went from like normal to like Kathleen Turner in a in a oh, pre hurry. I don't know who Kathleen Turner is, but um <laughs> I'm sure she wouldn't want to do the AL MVP because you have to go one through ten. You have to find the best ten people in order, and like you have like sheets and sheets of information comparing stats. It's not a very easy task, but it's obviously an honor to get that. So. And uh, a public service announcement that the Mass Live Red Sox beat reporters do put a lot of thought into their manager of the year votes as well. We do, no, but I would prefer no, I to not do it, it again. No, I think though with like the the manager of the year, the like I think the consensus around people that are picking it would like you know we you ask Alex Alex Cora, you ask you know different managers like who do you think, and ultimately it's your decision, but. Um, you know, I think that it's a lot of it is much easier than, you know, when you look at the AL MVP, you, you do probably seek out some opinions too of, you know, people like, you know, players around the game. You say like, you know, I thinking about these two for the top, what, what do you think? But, but it's also like gathering a ton of stats together too. Whereas the only stats you have to look at for a manager is, you know, win loss and stuff like that. So. The ironically about all of this is we're not actually doing manager of the year. <laughs> what I was no, to we're not. Chris, well, Chris gave us a list of, of, of awards that we were going to have to predict manager of the no, year. No, you know why? Because you're not you're not supposed to publicly reveal the one you're voting for, and I just know that it's coming down the pike at some point. So we'll go to AL MVP, which I'm sure Smith will get to vote for next year. Um, I, I tease this uh, Mariner, um, the Julio Rodriguez. I think he's just future face of the game. Um, you know, there's some maybe some you know small market type bias with him being in Seattle. I think he's a stud. And I think he's going to be your MVP this year. Matt Votor. Say JP Crawford. I'm I, have him, I have him too. Actually, I love Julio Rodriguez. It, he's he's the type. If the Mariners are are on national TV and I'm and I'm I'm getting ready to go to bed and realize that I might I might stay up an extra hour because I I very much I enjoy the entire the entire package of his game. I, I think he's he's terrific and and I think he's taking that another step forward this year. Three for three, Jim. No, if I've got the Angels in the wild card, I've got Otani as the MVP. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he should win MVP every year, but that's never going to happen. Same. So, Same. Mm-hmm. and Smith. I mean, you could argue he got first place votes Otani last year. I mean, he had a nine something WAR. So, I mean, you know, it took sixty whatever home runs from Judge to actually win the MVP. Yep. So I have Otani as well, just because I feel like you know the way that people look at it, especially if the Angels do well. You know, any year though, Angels are going to do well. He's going to be right up there because he does both things, you know, fabulously. So, and Smitty, you voted for Cy Young last year. I don't think that'll be the case this year, but you can give us your uh, choice right now. Uh, I have to look. Um, oh, Manoa. I actually had Manoa um, second after a lot of deliberation between him and, you know, like uh, Cease, I think it was. Yeah. Like going back and forth between those two guys, like, you know, second and third, like who should I, you know, and it's, it's important because it can come down to certain, like, you know, uh, you know, obviously second and third, that guy could win if it comes down to, you know, mm-hmm. so 
I thought like he was just so good last year and the, and I think ultimately I'm not totally remembering, but some of his stats against like good teams, like teams over 500, he was just dominant. So um, I go with Manoa. Yeah, that's, that's my pick. That's my pick as well. I just uh, probably another biased guy where you see him shove against the Red Sox as much as he does. And and that is, uh, that makes sense there, Jim. Give me Garrett Cole. Okay. Why? Uh, I do like the... I, I, oh, similar... thank you. Thank you so much for picking me. It's similar, <laughs> I mean, you can make the similar argument uh, for Manoa, but I really do think that the balance of the schedule is going to really um, highlight the dominance of the AL East uh, this year. I think I'm going to bank on the fact that Cole's going in healthy, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty great year for the Yankees, to be honest. Regular and Matt. And Matt. So I actually considered, considered Manoa and... Uh... Um, I have Christian. I have Christian Harvey. I, I think this is. I think is. I, I think he's poised for a big year. He's got projections in a lot of places. Are pretty good. I. I, I think. I think. Uh, I think that's that's a good team, and he's he's poised to to step in and be the number one. And that is a guy who just signed a contract extension as well. Uh, I'll start here with Rookie of the Year in the American League. I have a little speech I'd like to give. Because I, I don't really count myself as a homer, but I just believe in this guy's game. There's some people in the world that you can sleep on. This guy's not one of them. And I think he's about to have his day in the sun. Tristan Casas is your American League Rookie of the Year in 2023. Matt. <laughs> well, I, I didn't prepare remarks for this. Uh, but I, I, uh, I think, I think Gunnar is going to be the guy. Who? Gunnar Henderson. Oh, okay. Gunner, Gunner, Gunnar, Gunner. I actually asked Gunnar. Wow. I actually asked Chris. I had, I had, I had Smitty at <laughs> minus fifty thousand to mispronounce the first name on here. No, it's one of those, one of those things. Like if he's not going to spell it right, I'm not going to pronounce it right. <laughs> okay. Gunner has an e at the end. Line drawn. Smitty. Uh what are we down? Now I'm all confused because American League rookie of the year. Um, Yoshida, I think that like, you know, I mean, you got a guy that's what, 20, 28, what is, how old is he? 28 or 29. And like, he's a rookie and, uh, you know, you can look at, you know, Tristan and all that, but this guy's played eight years of professional baseball before, or before he came here. And I mean, the numbers were off the charts in terms of on base percentage. You show that ability with like plate control and everything here in spring training and in the world baseball classic. And so like, I think he just wins it based on like, you know, he's the most mature guy and, um, you know, he's going to have the overall ability to, to put, put up of, of a rookie. I mean, he's not like a rookie. Yeah. You know, he's no, really I, not I know. A rookie. Yeah. No, it's an interesting pick. I, you do this thing with Casas though, where you refer to him by first name only in Tristan. They always do it. It's like share, but, um, he does have a full name. Jim on rookie of the year. Uh, I had Yoshida as well. And I, I agree with Chris. I think he's the rookie of the year for the Red Sox and, uh, I, you know, we can get into this later potentially, but I'm fascinated by what happens with the lineup and where he hits, uh, you know, but I think if he's in the middle of the lineup, uh, I, I think that he's going to put up some pretty impressive numbers. I, yeah, I, thought, I, think... I thought about Yoshida, but I think there's going to be voters that won't vote for him because he's been a professional baseball player for, for a while. And I know that that didn't play that way for, for Ichiro, but I, I think especially if it's close, I think that the people are going to split the tie the other way. Because I think I don't the, think it's going to be close. That's that's where I. You, you I, may very you may very well be right, and I I, I have him coming on on our 
on one of our our, our future questions here, but I, I I think I think people won't want to give somebody with his experience rookie of the year if they can avoid it. Yep, I agree. I, no, I, I think, think that I think that's something that definitely comes into play. I mean, whether it should, whether we're going to take, you know, the the whole, you know, what the voters are actually going to do thing versus if he deserves it. That's I think a a debate we might be having um, come November. But interesting uh, for a team that none of us projected to be in the playoffs. You know, uh, three of the four of us had Red Sox winning Rookie of the Year, which is, um, you know, I think somewhat somewhat interesting. Your uh, National League MVP. We'll go to Matt first. Well, obviously, I'm taking a Philly. I'm all about I'm all about Trey Turner. I'm I'm a big I'm a big. Uh, I think he's I think that I think he's going to steal a lot of bases and score a lot of runs. I think that's going to have a lot to do. Uh, I think he'll benefit from the from the new rules in the in the base stealing situation. I think that um, I think that really becomes a, a catalyst for a Phillies team, and if they do. Do what I think they're gonna do. I think that his. I think the spotlight's gonna be on on what he's giving them. And I think in that park, I think his. I think his power goes up. I, I think he's. I think he's gonna have a uh, a terrific year. And and I've got to miss the MVP. Jim, uh, I debated between uh, Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor, and I'm gonna go with Juan Soto. I just think that lineup is gonna score so many runs. I think he's. Obviously, amazing. I think they're going to have a kind of special regular season here. You know what? One side note on the Padres, and I was talking this talking about this in the press box yesterday. There, if you look at the like, you know, uh, name your sports book odds on this, like Tatis has the fifth best odds to win MVP in the National League, which I find to be absolutely insane. Um, I, I can't imagine. I, I saw that too. I can't imagine what he would have to do this year to win. I know. Right. It, I, it was I, like I, it was like ten to one. I was like, yeah. why would you ever? It's a horrible bet. Um, not to put a betting segment in the middle of this, but it is. Smitty, I am going the same with Jim. I put down Juan Soto, and I think that like, you know, you look at it. He's the <clears throat> he's going to be on one of the best teams. I mean, arguably, I put them to win the World Series, and um, but you know, I did put them as a wild card, and the Dodgers to actually win it all. But they proceed, you know, but realistically they could win a hundred games easily and he could be the best best player on, on a, on a hundred win team. And, you know, he's only 24 and what he's done already. I mean, he's led the league and walks the past two years. I mean, this guy is an on-base machine and he has the power to, and if he's only 24, he's only going to get better, you know, like he's not even to his like, you know, years where, you know, so um, I'm going to go Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, you know, I just feel like, here that Jim and, and Smitty teaming up on Matt with two Sotos against one Trey Turner. So get to even the score there with a, uh, a Trey Turner pick too. And as I said, you know, not as high on the Phillies as Matt, but um, that's, it's still, you know, a guy who uh, I think, you know, you didn't probably think of him as the, the crown jewel of that shortstop class, but um, maybe he is. So that, that, that's Good my fit. pick there. Yeah, there was. And Dave got his guy. I think he, he tends to do that. So for me, uh, I'll start this next round because we're trans. We're gonna go from um, Trey Turner, a, a proud alum of the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Uh, there's a superior school in that state. They're gonna have a Cy Young war- uh, winner in the National League this year. Arizona's Zach Gallen is your very, 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 very loves, loves Zach Gallen. Yeah, look, he's, when he's on the Red Sox someday, it'll be a great day for Mass Lives coverage. So go Hills, Jim. 
Give me Corbin Burns because I didn't want to take Sandy Alcantara, and that was my next best guy. A disgruntled arbitration pissed off Corbin Burns. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to be seeing those arbiters' faces as he delivers the <laughs> ball. Cut, <laughs> yeah. Matt? I did take uh, I did take Sandy Alcantara. So uh, I I love watching him pitch. It's it's he he's there's a there's such an electricity to the game when he when when he pitches and uh, it's a shame that he's on a team as irrelevant as the as the Marlins. But I I I I do enjoy him very much. And Smitty, last and least. Yes. So I'm going to go with the greatest pitcher in the world. Zach Allen. Continuously every year, Justin Verlander. Um, yeah, you know, like look at last year. You had like just because 20... he's he's older than you, and you like that. He is forty years old, but like look at last year. He you know he had twenty eight starts, one hundred and seventy five innings. There was guys like Manoa that I told you that I voted for second that had over two hundred innings and yada 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 and and but his dominance in those one hundred and seventy inning seventy five innings, uh, you know, put him way over the top. I mean, look you. When I did the Cy Young voting last year, I mean, the stats are incredible. Like some of the dominant stats against, when you look at some of the um, <clears throat> the advanced stats too, it's just incredible. So like, uh, you know, I think he's the the best pitcher in baseball. And uh, I was going to pick like somebody like Sandy Alcantara, but uh, I decided on Verlander because until he proves me otherwise, he's, he's going to keep winning Cy Youngs for the rest of his life. What a high energy answer from Chris Smith there. <laughs> I'll start this round as we wrap up the awards. And, you know, I mean, I guess I didn't even put this together very uh, high on the Arizona Diamondbacks, despite the fact that they're not going to make the playoffs. Zach Gallinger, Cy Young winner. Your rookie of the year is Corbin Carroll for me. Jim? Hey, I did. uh, I picked Corbin Carroll as well. How many times can you pick two Corbins to win two out of three uh, awards in one league? Also, I had no idea there was such a run on Corbins as a first name during that time frame when they were. They were born. So. Who was the one of the high school musical guy, Corbin Blue? I think he was he was one of the first. Don't was get he... that reference, but sure. Was yeah. it Roger Dorn? Uh, Corbin yes. Corbin. Uh, what was his last name? Corbin Burnson? Burnson? Is that? Yeah, I think so. Right? Patrick Corbin, comeback player of the year for Jim too. <laughs> tell him I need to edit all this out, but uh, yeah, that's right. Well, it wouldn't be the first time, Matt. That's true. I had Corbin Carroll, but I'm gonna I'm gonna zag and say Sal Freelich. I think I think uh, just just for just for fun, I think uh, I I think he's I I like what he is. Um, is he is he one hundred percent ready right now? Well, I guess we'll see. But I I think uh, I think I think he's a uh, I think he's got a great career in front of him. And I think it starts right now. An alum of the great Boston College, which I've heard the adjunct staff is unbelievable. And Smith. <laughs> Do yeah. both of you guys get to claim two schools now on everything? You get to claim BC and UNC. I oh, see. I see Smith. Claim them two hours. Two, I get to claim BC two hours a week. So tweet, tweeting about North about uh, Merrimack and Syracuse. You can. Yeah, well, I mean, I did. did he has degrees from, degrees from, them, from the, both the, schools. Yeah. So I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Paid hard so, hard money to brag on two schools. I. I in my, in my paid Merrimack, hard money for one and stole money from the other. Even though I have been a uh, a Merrimack hockey guy, I've followed the team, um, you know, continuously through their bad years. My college friends from Merrimack uh, think I'm a sellout and only root for Syracuse sports, even though I, I watch Merrimack hockey more than they all do. So, um, yes, I have the right to do both. But anyway, um, 
This is first oh, yeah. of all, you're you're stalling because this is the award before we started rolling. You said I have never heard of any of the people <laughs> on the left. It's not that I so. never heard. This is <laughs> I don't really pay attention to you until you baseball. become until you become successful. I don't. I don't no, of course. To you. Yeah. But wait that's... a minute. The minor league. The minor league writer. The minor right. Exactly. Writer, but no. But really. Um, yeah. So I'll go with uh, Corbin Carroll, and you know, obviously his ability. What team is he on? The Diamondbacks. Yeah, he had 32 games last year. You know, uh, got a taste of it with, uh, I don't know, I think it was like 15, something like that, 16, 17 extra base hits. OPS over 800. We'll go with it. Wow. How, how prepared were you? I picked him because I am going to be the show uh, fantasy team. He's well, probably our best hitter overall. So there you go. Now we'll go to the Red Sox. I think this is probably what the, the predictions people want to hear. And, and as this drops, I'll have my 23 predictions for the 2023 Red Sox and a separate type thing. Um, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to the records in a second. Cause I think that's kind of what you know, should be probably our, our grand finale. That's but, the best picture of, of this Oscars. Yes, it is. Um, and I, unfortunately this is virtual, so I can't slap you uh, to, to really bring in the whole Oscars uh, experience, but um, Red Sox MVP, I don't know, guys. I think it's pretty obvious to me. They have one one really good player, and I think uh, um, I think Rafael Devers is your MVP. If he's not, then that's either really good news for the Red Sox or really bad because either he uh, got hurt or had a bad year, or somebody really, really stepped up. Um, but I think Devers is the easy call there. Matt. So I think the funny thing with MVP is you're grading on a curve. They're not only you're not only grading against everybody else on the on the roster, but you're grading against yourself. And I think with some of the guys that they've lost in the lineup, I think he's, I think he probably doesn't have as good a year as he's had in some recent years. With that in mind, I have Yoshida because I, I think he is gonna, I think he's gonna have a really good year despite the fact that I didn't pick him as, as, uh, as a rookie of the year. I, I think he comes in and establishes himself. I think he's a guy that'll be, uh, that will you know, hit well in with the no shift situation. I, I think he, I think he comes in. And and really add something right away. And I, I think the MVP is a funny thing when you're when you're debating MVP versus versus player of the year. But mm-hmm. I think uh, I think at the end of the year, when you look at this year, you think about this Red Sox team, that it will be Yoshida you think about as, as having the uh, the the really big year. Jim. Uh, I'm going to say Devers, although I, my bold prediction is going to uh, be something positive about Yoshida. Um I agree. I think we're just scratching the surface here. There's a reason that uh, he was the guy that uh, the team really invested in long-term. Uh, I think we haven't even begun to see him in his like super prime. And uh, I think this is the year again, I've said it a few times now, but I, I do think that the kind of quote unquote easier schedule, uh, I think we're going to see him dominate uh, in a, in a way. Um, and I'm really excited to see that, uh, you know, it, I, I do think that the idea that because he got paid, he has to be like the emotional or like raw raw leader in the clubhouse might be a little bit overblown. But I think from a like anchor of the lineup and uh, you know that sort of thing, being a, a person that can come through in the moment, uh, I think we're going to see that out of Devers this year. Yeah, Smith. So actually, um, I actually debated over Devers and um, Yoshida. I think that Matt brings up an interesting point about stati- like statistically with Devers, like they could his numbers could drop just because of the lineup, which it's interesting though, because, you know, he will have Turner and he will have, you know, guys around him that, you know, get on base a lot. Um, And so there will be some, you know, 
ability to have run production and stuff like that. However, it's you know he's no longer with Xander Bogarts and and JD Martinez in the lineup, and it's interesting because when Mookie bats, I mean you look at 2016, Mookie or yeah 2016 Mookie bats was second for the MVP with a 897 OPS with David Ortiz's final year. You go to the next year in 2017, he had an 803 OPS. That's his worst year, you know, as a player. I mean, he still finished sixth for the MVP. But, you know, and then you go the next year when he gets J.D. Martinez, and he finally has somebody back in the lineup with him, and he has over 1,000 OPS, and he wins the the AL MVP. So I, I like Matt's point about that, is that Devers' numbers could go down just because of the people that are around him. Yeah, no, that's, that's all, all I'll take it. I think, look, if if we're talking MVP in terms of if this guy has a good year, the Red Sox have a good year, I think my answer is different. I would take Justin Turner uh, in that case, honestly, just because, um, you know, I think he's, he's such an important part of the lineup. Uh, pitcher of the year for me also falls under that last fake award I just mentioned. Pitcher of the year for me, uh, I am high on Chris Sale. And uh, he's going to be my guy. I think that he is healthy. I think he looks good. I think there's there's no reason, you know. Of course, it's always until the next injury. Knock on wood, whatever. Um, to me, just uh, highest ceiling, and and I think he he kind of comes close to it. Smith. Well, you um, my my pick is inspired by you because we did a podcast the first time we were down here in spring training, and you were trying to figure out who the second best player on the team was, and we couldn't figure it out. And uh, you said Garrett Whitlock. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, like he has the potential. I mean, we should see. We'll see how he does uh, as a starter, as opposed to a reliever. But he has the potential to be a very good starter. And so I'm thinking that he has a breakout year as a starter, and that he is their second best player, and that he'll be their best pitcher. Matt, I actually have Garrett Whitlock too, and and I think Smith. I think Smith said it really well. I I think. I think uh, I think he's a smart pitcher, and I really think he'll have an, an, a real opportunity to to kind of lean on that in addition to his really good stuff as he moves into the starting role. I, I think he's been in the league a while now, have kind of a, a feel for things. I think this I think I think this is an ideal time for him to make that jump, and provided he stays healthy, and that's always a, a question mark now with any, with anybody. But he's coming into the year. Uh, Coming off of an injury, I I think uh, I think he has a chance to, to to really kind of step forward and be an, and and be a really and have a really strong year. I've I've got Garrett Willock in that best pitcher role as well. And Jim, uh, give me Sale. I think we're gonna um, I'm gonna you know have some optimism here that we'll see a vintage Sale year. Especially obviously the health is the big question. Uh, but I think you know if we have a high expectation or or if we're, if they're gonna exceed all of our expectations for our predictions, uh, it'll start with. Uh, sale putting together a, a relatively healthy season and being his old kind of dominant self. Uh, it'd be fun to see that. It would. For that. And, you know, I think people have given up. Like, I've said it on here. I've written it. Three freak bo- broken bones. Those bones are healed, right? He, like, legitimately is 100%. And, again, it is until the next injury, whatever you want to say. But he's he's healthy, and he, and he looks good. And, and that is why, as we transition to our second and last question here, my bold prediction, as I tweeted yesterday, is that Chris Sale – get Cy Young votes this year, not saying he's going to win. And I'm going to say he's going to be in the mix because I think that that is the guy's ceiling. And um, if he's healthy and, you know, not expecting 200 innings, but something, you know, 140 or 150 effective innings that, that might get you, you know, some down ballot votes. And so give me sale on the Cy Young ballot. Jim. 
Uh, bold prediction, I have two. One is I think Yoshida is going to lead the American League in batting, uh, which I guess might make him a better pick for MVP for the Red Sox. That's why I was kind of torn on that one, but we'll go with that. Um, and then the second one is that uh, Justin Turner leads the Red Sox in new uh, T-shirt jersey sales uh, purchased and worn at Fenway Park this year. Yeah, I could see him becoming a fan favorite for sure. Smitty. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I have Adam Duvall uh, hitting 30 home runs. I think he's going to be like a uh, Hunter Renfro type here where, you know, like people didn't really, you know, he's had that potential in the past. I mean, he had, he's hit 30 home runs before, but people weren't expecting much from Hunter Renfro, I don't think, coming off a year that he had in Tampa where he was like one something hitter. And, um, you know, he ended up being one of their better players on that team. And I think Duvall has that chance, like, to to have that type of year and, you know, produce big numbers. And Matt. I'm going to point out that Jim made fun of me when I said Yoshida was, would hit 310. At the uh, at the beginning of the year, I said I thought he'd, he'd hit 310, and Jim made fun of me for that. And now he's got him winning the batting title. So I don't – so is he is he, is he 303? He, he, he wins it at 308. 308. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. That was before you won uh, three APSC top ten awards, uh, and so now I just listen to whatever wow. you say. So. Yeah. Shameless plug. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I've got Chris Sale winning thirteen games. That's my. I. Uh, I think he. Not I think bold. he does have a lucky turn. number thirteen. Hit number yeah. thirteen. I, I, what's going to happen? I've He's going to pull an exact off the number of wins. Jeez. You want a bold prediction? I gave you an exact <laughs> number of wins. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. Well, look. As a. As a. 13 birthday. Uh, that's that's a good number. It's not a bad one. We'll finish with this, uh, the moment we've all been waiting for um, as they start playing the music to get us off the stage here. Red Sox record and the place in the division. I'm going to give you the ultimate cop-out. 81 and 81. Exactly 500. I think they're a middling group, and I think they finish fourth in a tough division. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Orioles finish third and the Rays finish fifth. doesn't really matter for the case we're making here, but um, I have the Red Sox at 81 and 81 fourth. Is that enough to be sellers at the trade deadline? Look, if they are, they're going to have a ton of pieces because they get a lot of veterans on one-year deals um, and to set them up for next year. Um, but just to me, uh, you know, they're not as healthy as they want to be heading in. There are some question marks here and, um, I do think, you know, the, the AL East is going to be great. The schedule is going to help, but still at the end of the day, give me 81, 81. Matt. 83, 79, fourth. Okay. A little bit more positive than me. Yeah. And Smith, Smith. Oh, I'm next. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 83. Uh, it's, I, I had 83 written down here, but now I'm like taking all soaking in all the information people have saying and, like, you know, deciding on different things and I'm trying to get Catillo's class late. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, it's actually interesting. Like, you know, you guys, like Matt brought up an interesting point in that, um, you know, they pl- or I think it was Jim actually. Sorry, Matt. Uh, Jim b- b- made an interesting I knew point. it. Well, they were very good again. They they were really bad against AL East teams last year. And they were pretty good against the rest of the league. I, I wish I was trying to find the stat real quick. I can't, but I'd have to go back to Red Sox notes last year. So the um, more of the, you know, playing fewer games against ALE's teams probably could put their win total up to 84. And then, um, so I'm going to go with that. And I, like, as I said, like there's a few things that made me change my mind. And I think that uh, the other thing that changed my mind is like, you guys, your positivity on like Chris Sale and stuff. Like if he has a good year, I mean, that's, 
Have yeah, but like up to 84 wins. Kluber, Kluber and Paxton and Pavetta could be bad, right? Like, you know, so it's not, uh, I don't know. Then, Jim? Well, I'm usually Dr. Doom mm-hmm. when on these predictions. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. in a little bit of shock. Didn't you, have, didn't you have them like 72 wins in 2021 when they had a great year? Yeah, I was just a year early on the bottom falling out, and I was a little under, uh, I, I undersold Cora Magic, uh, I think, a little bit too. Uh, mm-hmm. But here I am. I think they're in fourth place, but I think they win 85 games. I think I really do think the schedule makes a difference. I, I honestly yeah. think I I might think they're worse than you guys do, but I th- I just think that the the win total is going to be a bit high. And unfortunately, I actually think that's the worst case scenario because to your point, Catillo, I think they'd rather be out than kind of three games. You know, fall, miss the wild card by three games and last year, right? And I think that's probably what we see again here, where they're almost they're you know, and maybe maybe Heim does like you know, learn from that or change, you know, have a different uh, strategy because of what happened last year. But um, I think they're, that's kind of the worst case scenario is again, you missed the wild card by three games. You didn't sell the guys you could have, and now you're back in the same position. Yeah. And hell is better over- than purgatory in this situation for sure. <laughs> and you're over the luxury tax and screwed yeah. you for the next year again, which they won't be, but you know, that's what happened last year. So I think we're all kind of in the realm there. Um, always an enjoyable time of year. Again, uh, we'll be, we'll be at third, at opening day on Thursday, Matt Smith and myself, and obviously lots of coverage coming on the site all season. So, Jim, Matt, Chris, thank you for your time and your lousy predictions. We will uh, we'll be back in October, I guess, to recap all of it.